You are Locked On Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome into our final episode of the week here at Locked On Saints, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Whether you're listening on your favorite podcast provider or watching on YouTube, don't forget that we're here with you every single Monday through Friday, five days a week covering your New Orleans Saints. On today's episode, it's in case you missed it Friday. So we're going to go through and give you all the big news from the week that you might have missed, including Marshall Lattimore's restructured contract details as they've finally been confirmed. Then we're going to take a look at whether or not the New Orleans Saints could be looking to make a trade to open up some more cap space. If they are, who could those players potentially be? We'll also get to more updates requested from the Locked on Saints Facebook group. And then finally, we'll close up with some news and notes from media availability. We'll hear from three players, Adam Troutman, Cesar Ruiz, as well as Traquan Smith, what it is that they're looking forward to next season and what they hope to achieve all in today's episode. As always, I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter, co-managing editor over at Canal Street Chronicles and your Tuesday co-host over at the National Locked On NFL Podcast. We got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked On Saints, your team every day. As we do every Friday, let's get started with, in case you missed it, one of my favorite, favorite segments. But if you want to catch up with anything you might have missed across the NFL as a whole, make sure you check out the Peacock and Williamson NFL show on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, so let's jump into it first. In case you missed it, the New Orleans Saints have signed all six of their rookie draft class players. All six of them are now signed. Remember, they were kind of hanging players there with Kawan Baker and Paul Sinadibo that hadn't yet signed. They were in meetings during that time, so they weren't able to sign the contracts in time to hit the wire a couple of days ago. Those officially crossed the transaction wire now. So all six of the Saints drafted players have been signed. The way that they opened up money to do that was by restructuring Marshawn Lattimore's contract exactly the way that we had anticipated. They added four voidable years, converted the large portion of his salary cap of his base salary to a signing bonus and opened up $7.4 million this year. They ended up signing their entire draft class and now sit with around $5 million available to them that they can either spend or save and roll into next season. We'll see how they continue to use that. In case you missed it, linebacker camp battle is looking like it's set at the will linebacker position between Zach Bond and Pete Werner. Both Bond and Werner shared during media availability this week that they are starting their focus during the offseason on the will linebacker position or the weak side linebacker position. Now, it was also mentioned by Werner that he was going to be asked to focus and learn a lot while he's with the New Orleans Saints. So expect to see him move around on the linebacker core throughout training camp. If the competition is between the two of them, keep in mind it's not going to come down to flashy plays, big splash plays, or playmaking ability. Although playmaking ability can be a part of it, but it's not going to come down to that solely. It's going to come down to sound fundamentals and an ability to contribute in run defense. They want these guys to be able to be multiple and be effective in several layers of the game, not just the big camp highlights. So do keep that in mind. In case you missed it, the New Orleans Saints did bring in a cornerback, a veteran quarterback, 31-year-old Dre Kirkpatrick for a visit on Tuesday of this week. It looks like he has left without signing a contract at this time, which shouldn't be really that big of a surprise. Now, a signing with Dre Kirkpatrick 
would make perfect sense for the New Orleans Saints, and cornerback two would definitely be in the conversation for the veteran corner in New Orleans. But as of right now, you have to imagine he's got some interest from other teams around the NFL. He played on a one-year vet minimum deal last year, probably looking to not do that again this year if he can help it. But we'll see. If everybody around is offering him a one-year vet minimum deal, then perhaps the Saints offer him the best opportunity as a starter over on the opposite side of Marshawn Lattimore in New Orleans. In case you missed it, both Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill are taking two very different approaches to the same quarterback battle. Jameis, a little bit more accessible, open, and sharing his process. Taysom Hill, a little bit more maybe reserved and to himself and kind of quiet about his process. But we did learn that both of them have been working with teammates, uh, mostly Jameis Winston over on the West Coast, Taysom Hill over the last month in New Orleans, but both of them showing a lot of respect for one another in the midst of it all. If you want to hear more about the two different approaches and what that might mean for these players, go and check out the Thursday episode of Locked on Saints, yesterday's episode, wherever you get your podcast or on YouTube. In case you missed it, Paulus and Adebo not just getting reps on the outside during minicamp, but also focusing and learning in the classroom and elsewhere uh, at the nickel position as well on the defense. So with that, it should really be no surprise, but it does make a lot of sense, right? The New Orleans Saints love for their secondary players and their defensive players to be able to play multiple spots. If Paulson Adebo can increase his ability to make an immediate impact, this is going to be the way to do it. And of course, safety Malcolm Jenkins complimented Paulson Adebo not just on his athleticism and length, but also on his high football IQ. This displays exactly that way that the team looks at that high football IQ as well. And in case you missed it, new coaches for the New Orleans Saints, Chris Richard with the defensive backs and former NFL or former New Orleans Saints starter, uh, Zach Streif, who's now working as the assistant offensive line coach, have been making immediate impressions with their players. Chris Richard already credited as bringing an intensity to the secondary akin to what Aaron Glenn brought Aaron Glenn a little bit more of the, I'm going to put my helmet on and get out on the field with you type of intensity, according to Malcolm Jenkins. But the intellectual intensity that Chris Richard brings has definitely made some waves, some positive waves in his favor so far as he gets started with these players. Uh, the fit in has been pretty quick. And uh, you know you could hear him doing it as well during his conference call with Saints Media, where he mentioned that it was a perfect match for him to join the New Orleans Saints. His last name is Richard, after all, is exactly the way that he said it. So you can already see him take it on some of the local flair there as well. Now, Zach Streif has been around a bit, even as a former player, but he's been around and been present for some on-field camp visits as well before he ended up signing on as the Saints assistant offensive line coach. Now that he's there, he's utilizing some of the familiarity with the systems and a lot of those players to be able to connect and help and provide additional perspective to offensive line coach Brendan Nugent. And so far, everybody that has spoken about Zach Streif being there has spoken highly and nothing but positive about his impact thus far, particularly as a former New Orleans Saints player, attributing him to having some really viable information and really valuable rather information going into it. All right. So that is in case you missed it, getting you caught up with everything from the week. We've got much more on the way for today's show, though. I was asked about some specific updates from the Locked on Saints Facebook group. And there's still some more updates for you on the way, as well as we get into rolling some media availability audio for you to hear from Traquan Smith, Cesar Ruiz, and Adam Trotman all talk about what it is that they're looking forward to going into the 2021 season. We've got all that coming up for you as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network 
your team every day. And don't forget to check out our good friends over at betonline.ag, our exclusive online betting partners. The NBA playoffs have been an absolute blast so far, but if you want to get off the bench into the game and into some of that action, go and check it out over at betonline.ag. You can bet on the odds, you can bet on the over-unders, you can bet on some player props, and of course, they have several parlays that are available too. And if betting on basketball is not your thing, there's MLB, there's everything else that's going on, including esports, reality television, and game shows as well. If it's available, you can bet on it over at betonline.ag. Hey, you can bet on it. That's what I'm talking about. So go and check them out, betonline.ag, free to sign up. And when you put that money into your account so that you can start betting, don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, so you can get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So on the first deposit, BetOnline. Dot A-G, promo code locked on L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, family, continuing on with today's episode of Locked On Saints. Thank you, as always, for being here with us. Uh, make sure you check out Locked On LSU, hosted by Matt Moscona, uh, the LSU Tigers, into uh, a lot of trash talk with the Tennessee Volunteers heading into their next College World Series uh, tournament uh, matchup. So make sure you go and get everything you need heading into that matchup with our good friend Matt Moscone over at Locked on LSU. And of course, check out Jake Madison over at Locked on Pelicans as well. All right, so let's go ahead and jump in now uh, with some questions that I got from the Locked on Saints Facebook group. So I asked for some specific updates they wanted to hear about. Here are some of the questions that came my way. Bruce Parson asked about if there's any news on the signing of Dre Kirkpatrick. So No signing is imminent at this time. Like we mentioned just a moment ago, he did visit with the Saints on Tuesday. It seems as if he's left. I I assume he's left. I don't imagine he's still in New Orleans here on Friday. It's possible, though. Everybody loves the city of New Orleans. Uh, But as of right now, he hasn't signed a contract. That's not necessarily a bad thing. Keep in mind that just because the franchise brings him in on a visit doesn't necessarily mean that the franchise is absolutely sold on offering him a contract. It doesn't mean that a contract was offered and turned down. It doesn't mean that there's a contract that's even been on the table at this time. New Orleans might have seen what Drake Kirkpatrick had to offer and said, maybe this isn't the right fit. And then now Kirkpatrick is off to maybe visit another team here in the near future. Or it could be very much that the two of them said that they'll reconvene at a later time. Or they did make an offer and Drake Kirkpatrick maybe necessarily didn't turn it down but is looking at other offers that might be out there. So there's a lot of different scenarios here. Remember, this goes both ways, right? So if the Saints saw him and decided, hey, this is maybe isn't the best fit, then they won't have made a contract offer. If they felt that the offer was viable and was, uh, let's say, sensible in terms of what they saw with him on the visit, then that's either on the table right now or has already been moved on from. We won't know unless he actually ends up signing or unless some news breaks about the contract, which doesn't happen with New Orleans very often. So. We'll wait and we'll see. I think, again, Drake Kirkpatrick, depending upon how he looked during that visit, how he fit in with the players, how he fit in with the coaches, I think that he would be a good addition for the New Orleans Saints. But if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. And obviously, they're feeling pretty high on Paul Sanadipo to where they're already working him out at other options and other positions, which isn't necessarily an identifier that they want to move him to nickel, but it's an identifier that they like his IQ enough that they're willing to cross-train him at other positions because, again... If you're in the Saints defense, the more you know, the better, and the better that you can ensure that you can make an immediate impact as well. So more news coming on Drake Kirkpatrick, whether it's because he signs elsewhere 
or because he signs with the New Orleans Saints. We'll have to wait and see. Next up, Steve Ledveris asks about whether or not there's going to be a quarterback challenge during training camp. My fingers are crossed, Steve. My fingers are absolutely crossed. I hope so. I mean, it's been a really, really fun opportunity to connect with uh, with you know the fan base and, and and connect with other teammates and everything. I have the feeling that yes, that will continue on. I will try to ask that question when we have a little bit more of a, let's say a, a casual moment to ask. I'm not going to ask about that in the press conferences or anything like that, but I think it's an interesting thing to see if it's going to come up. And of course, we'll learn very quickly as well as training camp begins July 27th. If they do them after practice during training camp, as we have seen them do in the past, then it might start off much earlier than we saw it, of course, last season. So we'll keep an eye out for the quarterback challenges. We know Saints fans absolutely love those. Let's go next to Paul Logan, who asked whether or not the quarterback competition is going to divide the locker room or cause a rift in the quarterback room between Jameis and Hill. So between Jameis and Taysom, I can tell you there is a ton of respect between the two of them. You can see both of them talking about each other during media availability. They express a ton of respect for one another. They understand, though, that this is a job and that sometimes there is competition in this job. And for them, this competition is not personal. This competition is business, right? Both of them want to be starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Jameis wants to get back to that. Taysom wants to get to that. They want to be the franchise guys. They want to be the answer at quarterback after Drew Brees. And that's good. That's exactly where they should both be. Not that it's my place to tell them where they should be, but that's what you would hope to see as a fan and I imagine as a coach. So don't take any of the competition as being something that's going to cause a divide. There might be players. There's no reason to assume that there isn't. There might be players who prefer one over the other. There might be players that don't. There might be players that are okay with either, right? There might be players that are perfectly content with whatever because it's Sean Payton's offense nonetheless. That could be. And even if there are a large community of players that want one to win versus the other one to win, it doesn't mean that if the one they don't want to win wins, that they're all of a sudden going to quit, right? This is a team that's built on culture, and that type of a divide is not supported within this culture. Therefore, also, or or, or more so, let me say, it's not uh, perpetuated within this culture either. The culture that the New Orleans Saints organization has created very much deters from that type of a reaction when it comes to the locker room. Everyone's going to be on the field week one, ready to win their game, regardless of who's that quarterback. Next, we'll go to Thomas Pena, who asked whether or not the Saints are planning any trades to free up some more cap space and acquire more draft capital for next year. So because of the way that the Saints needed to restructure contracts in order to get under the salary cap, which they are now around $5 million under after being over $100 million over at the very beginning of the offseason. Right now, because of all of those restructures, there's not really a lot of trade options for the Saints. There's really only two trade options that actually save sustainable or let me say substantial amounts of money this year. There are some players that you could trade now to save you some money for next year, but you could also trade those players next year. So it just depends on if you want to get ahead of maybe health uh, concerns or anything like that, be a year early as opposed to a year late. We get it. But in terms of who they can trade now to relieve salary cap space, it's Latavius Murray, $3.3 million if you trade him at this point, also $3.3 million if you cut him. But of course, if you can get draft capital back, you'll want that. And Patrick Robinson, $2 million. But right now, Patrick Robinson's probably penciled in as the starter at cornerback opposite Marshawn Lattimore until Paulson Adebo proves himself, another player steps up or another player signs. But as of right now, Patrick Robinson's one of your starters. So I doubt that they're looking to trade him at this moment. And I don't think they're looking to trade Latavius Murray either. I know he was on the trading block early on in the offseason, reportedly. But the fact of the matter is that he has been such a valuable piece for this team over the course of the last few years. And when you go into a season out where you're going to have a brand new quarterback, 
under center after a Hall of Famer was there, you're going to rely on your run game. You don't want to put all of that work on Alvin Kamara. You want to have other players to rotate in there. And Latavius Murray has been a great compliment over the last two seasons. And finally, a quick and fun one here. Felix Grimm asks, what's up with the New York Saints hashtag NHL? I have no idea. I don't know. The only thing I know about the NHL, I've seen this meme popping up. The only thing I know about the NHL is that the uh, the Las Vegas uh, Golden Knights moved on and I'm stoked for that. That's all that I know about the NHL when it comes to Stanley, Stanley Cup playoffs. Somebody else going to have to fill me in on the New York Saints thing because I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> all right, y'all. Coming up next, we're going to take a look at some media availability uh, audio here in just a moment. We're going to hear from Cesar Rees, Trey Quan Smith, as well as Adam Troutman talking about their projection going into the 2021 season, all from different angles. A lot of fun coming up for you here. Uh, we'll have that coming up as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. We are sponsored by Bill Bar. I know that Bill Bar doesn't have a jingle, but we have a jingle here and at Hudak Confessional for the fact that Bill Bar is so awesome and so incredible. And that's exactly what they are. Nine incredible flavors that are always there over at the website, BiltBar.com, as well as, of course, limited edition flavors that pass through as well. We got one early and y'all, it's banging. It's really, really good. So make sure you go and check it out and continue to check in at BuiltBar.com so that you see when that new limited edition flavor comes up later on this month. So go check them out, BuiltBar.com. Get yourself either a full box of one flavor, you can customize up to three flavors if you want, or you can get a sample box with all of the flavors. I believe it's 18 bars, all the flavors for that. And I'm going to tell you how to do that and save yourself 15% on top as well. It's by using promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D, one five, get 15% off of your next order, whether it's your first or your next. That's 15% off with the promo code LOCKED15 at BuiltBar.com. Let's get it. Who that Nation? Wrapping up today's episode with a quick look at some media availability uh, over the course of this week. Of course, it's been mini camps for the New Orleans Saints. And so, we were able to uh, get in there, ask a couple of questions, talk with some of the players, and we have some really interesting things. I tried to do a running theme here. We're going to hear from Cesar Reese, Trey Quan Smith, and Adam Troutman, all talking about different versions of what they're expecting leading into the 2021 season. So we're going to start off with Cesar Ruiz. Remember, one of the biggest questions going into the 2021 season was who's going to play at center, who's going to play at guard, is Cesar Ruiz going to stay at guard, is he going to move into center, which is kind of what he was drafted to do or, or kind of feels like what he was drafted to do. Well, we got a little bit of early insight into the answer of that very question. Here's Cesar Ruiz on what he's doing to get ready for the 2021 season and where he is. I'm just going with, um, you know, what, what it was last season. Um, you know, I'm right now I'm just focusing on becoming a, a guard, you know, figuring out, making sure I have that down before I really try to focus on too many things at once. So that's what I really focused on this all season was, you know, understanding how to, you know, become an actual guard. And So here we are. This is our uh, first kind of insight into what's happening with Cesar Ruiz. And Cesar Ruiz sounds like he is getting ready to play at the guard position, meaning that they'll be keeping Eric McCoy at the center position. Now, this makes sense. Even though I was a big proponent about moving Cesar Ruiz to center so that you can see his increased value, I understand why the Saints are doing this. This gives them an opportunity to keep Eric McCoy at center where he's performed extremely well over the last two seasons since he's been drafted. And they're able to continue to keep Cesar Ruiz where you actually saw him start to improve over the course of the 2021 season. He's already invested basically a year there and he has a full offseason program now 
in order to learn the position as opposed to a week and a half. Because remember, there's only three weeks of training camp last year, and half of it he was injured for, and half of that half, a quarter of that he spent at guard, a quarter of it he spent at center. So not a lot of opportunity to really get into rhythm there before the season began. Now he has an opportunity to really develop and learn about that position. So we'll continue to track that as we move along and as uh, training camp begins on July 27th. And real quick, I'm using photos for these over on the YouTube side because I don't know if I can use video. I haven't been told I can use video, so I'm not using video because I want to keep doing this podcast. <laughs> I don't want to get in any trouble. So let's move on next. We're going to talk to, or we're going to hear from uh, Trey Quan Smith. We got to speak with him just a couple days ago, and he told us a little bit about his work with Jameis Winston. Now, in case you haven't heard this story, it's pretty incredible. Jameis invited Trey Quan Smith to come and work out with him. He ended up not being available. And then at another point, Trey Quan was in Tampa and then wrote to Jameis and said, hey, I'm in Tampa. Are you around? We can work out together. And then basically Jameis said, no, I'm out on the West Coast at this point. And then eventually they just couldn't make it work. So Jameis said, you know what? I'm going to be in Los Angeles. I'm flying you out. I got your ticket. You're coming. We're working together. Enough of this, basically. <laughs> and so not only did Jameis fly Traquan Smith out to, at that time, Los Angeles to work out with him, he also let him stay at his home. He welcomed him into his home and said, you can stay here. No need to get a hotel, anything like that. So here's a little bit about what Traquan had to say about his work with Jameis Winston and what it could potentially translate into going into next season, what Jameis Winston also had to say about that to him. Definitely, um, and uh, we talked about it a lot. You know, Jameis already told me, he was like, man, listen, when I got the ball, whatever you do, don't stop running. Because, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to, you know, stretch the ball this year. So, man, please don't stop running on me. Yeah, and don't make me look bad if you're not running. So definitely, uh, I definitely think we're looking to stretch the ball a lot this uh, year. I love the uh, don't make me look bad by stopping a run. It sounds like maybe Jameis has some experience with uh, maybe some Tampa receivers that might have given him trouble over time, but that's neither here nor there. The idea here, though, when it comes to hearing what Traquan Smith had to say is that Traquan clearly is excited about the prospect of being able to work with Jameis Winston. And I think the prospect of working with Taysom Hill as well, right? Both Jameis and Taysom will be able to push the ball downfield, but specifically getting the opportunity to work with Jameis is clearly paid off for Traquan Smith, who looks at himself as somebody that can help to stretch the field. I think that's one of the key takeaways here, right? Because in order for him to stretch the field, he's probably not going to be playing in the slot. That is wide receiver two territory, the Z flanker role that's playing off the line of scrimmage, back a little bit from the uh, from the corner, giving him a little bit of an opportunity to create some separation immediately at the line, all that good stuff. So I- I'm loving hearing this because it gives you a little bit of insight as to where Traquan potentially sees himself going into 2021 and the possibilities that he sees for the New Orleans Saints offense moving forward. Now, speaking of possibilities moving forward in New Orleans Saints offense, somebody's role is looking to take a big leap going into 2021. And that, of course, is tight end Adam Troutman. No more Jared Cook, no more Josh Hill. What is Adam Troutman looking forward to going into 2021? And Luke Johnson asking a great question here. Does he feel like the tight end position, that room, is now his? And obviously, you know, you got here and and you, uh, I guess the best way to put it is the opportunity is there obviously to take control of it and everything like that. But, um, you know, you got to be able to do it. There's no given, there's no not earned or anything like that in the, in this league, obviously. And, um, you know, I've never been given anything like that in my uh, life anyways, you know, I kind of pride myself on you, um, you know, like you, you get what you earn. So it's kind of my mentality, obviously going into this year, um, you know, just, I want, you know, 
I, I work to to have an expanded role in this in this offense and to be able to help us win games. So uh, all offseason, just studying other guys, um, even film from last year from our from our own guys like a Cook or a Josh, just to be able to fill those roles and and be able to do it all because I think that's that's my role is I I can do both obviously in the pass game run game and I can do whatever whatever they need me to do. Um, so yes, I, I have that mentality obviously of going in and I want this you know as a as the position I'm in you know I want this to be my group and and I that's how I train is is to be that guy training to be the top guy in the tight end room and certainly has the opportunity. To do it. That's a lot of targets that ended up uh, the the Saints ended up losing at the tight end position, right? Jared Cook, Josh Hill, a lot of targets to end up vacating, and then potentially Taysom Hill starting at the quarterback position would mean even more targets taken away. Uh, you know uh, that aren't available. Let's say that could go to Adam Troutman, Nick Bennett, Dylan Sainer, who's coming in as an undrafted free agent out of Iowa State. Garrett Griffin's going to be competing at that position. Juwan Johnson's trans. Uh, is transferring over to that position. I mean, there's a lot of opportunity for this unit. And Adam Troutman, somebody that caught, you know, 14 touchdowns, however many it was his last year at Dayton for 916 yards and had such an incredible pass catching reputation coming into the NFL. He's ripe for that big breakout year to happen right away when usually you see a sophomore slump. And instead, this time you might see a, you know, sophomore, I don't know, you get it. The opposite of a sophomore slump. You understand what I'm saying, dang it. That's what I'm looking forward to for Adam Troutman. And clearly that's what Adam Troutman's looking forward to as well. And so maybe that will be, you know, look, the tight end position is something that is very much a question mark for the New Orleans Saints because none of these guys are proven yet. But Adam Troutman, very intent on proving him proving himself. And he wants everybody to know that he does understands that this isn't something that's going to be given to him. He'll have to go out there and earn it. Looks like he's ready to do that. All right, y'all. We will be back with you on Monday. Don't forget to check out the Locked On Today podcast. Great conversation today, especially with the college football playoff looking to potentially expand to 12 teams. How does that affect teams around the college football landscape? They're talking about it with Candace Cooper and Peter Bukowski over at Locked On Today, wherever you get your podcast. We'll be back with you on Monday. Get you caught up with any news that breaks over the weekend. And of course, we'll get you started and caught up with everything that you need to know at the top of the week as we continue to move forward as well. So I appreciate y'all as always for listening, for watching, for liking, for rating, reviewing, subscribing, everything you do to help grow this family. Uh, and, and Oh, and by the way, go and check out the Saints Happy Hour podcast as well. I, I visited over there and it had a really great time and got to express a little bit more about you know how much all of this means to me. So go and check them out. Andrew's great. Uh, Ralph's great. Dan's great. They're, Dave's great. They're all awesome. So go and check them out. The Saints Happy Hour podcast. I, I appreciate y'all. As always, don't forget you can find me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how your mom and them trust you that nation. I'll holla at you.